Thank you so much, Rabbi Cohen, and Rishus Rav Tversky, whom I know has addressed this topic himself in a, in a very public way in the past, in this very community, broadly speaking. I was given a difficult assignment to talk about things which are not so easy to talk about. Some of you may have seen this, some of the uh, signs that were put up. When is the person permitted to skip shul, not to come to shul? It's a hard concept. But we have to look in the Shulchan Aruch for our guidance. I have in front of me a Shulchan Aruch with a Mishnah Brewer. That's what I'm going to be looking at and giving you sources. You shouldn't think I'm coming out of nowhere. Shulchan Aruch writes in Simon Sadi, in Orachayim, in Sif Tess, as follows. A person should try to come to Shul. Very interesting phrase. Try. What do we mean to try? Unusual expression. Try. How hard do you have to try? Is this just, like a, just a nice thing to try? Or is it much more than that? Mr. Brewer explains, it's all coming from Chazal, from the Gemara. It's based on the Gemara, on the Rambam aware that even if the community is not so righteous, still, it should be diving with its, with its evil. It's interesting, I'd like to begin with this and end with this, that the Meshachachma, in his commentary on a possible we'll read in a few weeks, Pashas Vayechi Bechar Vikashti, explains that if a person davens with its evil, it's guaranteed to be accepted, as we see in this Gemara. If a person davens privately, one never knows. He explains, therefore, that Bukharbi, a sword, is a guaranteed, has a guaranteed ability to do what it has to do. A sword, you take a sword, you plunge it where it has to go, it goes. Contrast this with a bow and arrow. That requires marksmanship. So for an individual to pass up the opportunity to daven a sure thing, which is we call Bukharbi, and to take a chance on Bukashti, when you don't know if you could be successful, or if you're Mason, Nafshel, Bukhapov, basically Gemara Mesech, Tainas, and Davches, Nakadai should always try to daven B'tzibur. Unless, as the Shokhanar puts it, V'im hu anus sheneyachol lovo lebeisaknesis to a circumstances beyond his control. He's unable to go to Shul. Now what does that mean? Says the Mishnah Brewer, Hainu Shetosh Kocho. He's weak. Unable to come because he's weak. Or, Vimu Ones Mamon. If he comes to Davod a minion, he's going to lose money. Then, he may Davin privately. However, if it's just a matter of making a profit, Mishal Menias Rebach, no. 
you should daven together with a minion, even if you're not able to make this anticipated profit. This is all in Mishnabru here in Simon Sadi, this is in Sivkotten Chav Tes. Seems to me that if a person is going to lose his job, although one might view that as simply an inability to make profit going forward, this is the equivalent of losing money, because you're losing your old job. So if your boss tells you you have to be at work by a certain time, and there's no way for you to find a minion at that time, it's permissible to miss minion if there's no alternative in order to have the parnasa to support your family. Let's be called that a Dabar HaAved, even if it's only going forward. Interestingly, a person who's unable to come to shul continues the Shulchan Aruch, to Dabar a minion. Well, let him at home, Bishosh HaTzibah Mispalu. In other words, if it's, if it's impossible for him to come because he's too weak to get to shul, he can dive at the same time, whenever it may be. Let him dive at home at the same time that they're diving. It's considered he's diving with them. Or, or if that's impossible, let him dive in, in shul when nobody's there. Still better than diving in the house. He's obviously both his alternatives are not so great, but they are both found in the Shulchan Aruch in the same sif, Simon Sadi, Sif tests. Okay? On the same page, we are told exactly how hard you have to try to get to Shul. The Shulchan Aruch says, a person has to go to walk as far as a mill. Lachar ad mill, Kedele is followed Up to a mill. What's a mill? We don't measure things too well when it comes to linear measurements. Let's talk about time. So we know from other contexts that the mill is at the very least, at the very least, 18 minutes. So one's required to travel 18 minutes. The Mepharshim say not just to walk 18 minutes, but if you're in a, if you have a car, to drive 18 minutes. Now most of us who live in a, a good community certainly have a shul within 18 minutes of our home, which can accommodate our schedules. We should certainly try to be able to find a way to get to the proper shul at the proper time and daven there. Now back to the expression of Yishtadeh. So, as the Rambam said, you should try hard so that your tefillah should be accepted. What does that mean? Sistam Achmon suggests that it's not an absolute obligation. It's a good idea. You should try to go to shul, because each and every person who davens to Hashem, aside from the midst of davening to Hashem, you want your tefillahs to be answered. And the best way to see to it it's fearless are answered is if you come and dive with a minion. Hain kel kabrilo yimos, ena kodesh baruch umos, it's fearless and shalrabin. So it's simply a piece of good advice. That's what it might appear from the expression of the Rambam and the Shulchanach. Ramosha Feinstein has two chuvas who says, in both of which he says exactly the opposite. No. It's an igres Moshe Arachaim Beis and Arachaim Gimel. You are required. If you wouldn't be required, it doesn't make sense, Rabbi Moshe, to teach us how far must you walk to get to shul. What do you mean? It's only Yishtada. It's only Yishtada. The answer is true, as Raman put it, that the purpose of davening with a minion is to see to it that your tefillahs will be accepted. But that itself imposes an obligation upon you to see to it that you do your best to have tefillahs which will be accepted. 
So therefore, Rav Moshe is very insistent in two, in two different responses that it's an obligation for every individual to, to come to shul and daven with a with a minion. It's interesting that the Mogan Avram in Hilchus Hanukkah, coming up in an interesting context, says that an individual who is Torud Ba'asokov, Kama Pa'amin, he's not required to go to shul. So if a person is, is somehow very busy with his, with his business dealings, then he would not be required to come to shul. But and, notice the word Kama Pa'amin, sometimes. Not that you never have to come to shul. That you create such a busy uh, career, you can never come to shul. Sometimes. How exactly do we define sometimes? I leave that to you, to your Rabbanim, to determine what does it mean sometimes. But not all the time. Once in a while, a person has a business trip, some special business convention, a business opportunity. Once in a while, it's permitted to forego Tzvila B'Tzibu. This answers part one of my uh, difficult topic. When can one skip shul? Not only two topics left. When may one leave shul early is the next topic. Again, we will try to find it in the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch tells us in Orachayim, Simen Kuf Lamed Beis Sivets. Also, the Adam Lotes Sivets Aknesses, call them Kedusha the Sidra. Kedusha the Sidra is the Kedusha of Volatium. The whole world stands in it, the Gemara says. You have no right to leave before that aspect of the Daven. Okay? Now, it seems to me that a person should stay the Kedusha with Sibur. And can he ever leave before? Says the Mishnah Brewer, came into Olam Eskayim the world stands on Kedusha the Sidra. You should stay until, it, until there. And he says as follows, even to say it by himself, every rule has exceptions. A shasadchak, a pressurous, a precious circumstance, a difficult time. What does that mean? A shasadchak. It's often difficult to define what this means precisely. Once again, a special circumstance, not a daily circumstance. Does this mean to say? That once a person hears a volatium, you're permitted to leave on a regular basis? No. And so, quote from Rabbi Chaim Kanyevsky Shalita, it's not the case. Once in a while, a person has to leave. After Kedusha de Sidra, he may do so, but not before unless there's a very special circumstance. Where do you get this from? From a Bir Halacha and Simon, Kuf Mem Vov. In a somewhat different context, like Gavra Le Gavra. Once in a long while. But if you do it tadir, on a regular basis, it looks like you don't care. And it could be That's what he says. So even after after Kedusha the Sidra, a person should not leave on a regular basis. Not only that, but even if you're trilling where in Tefillin, even that, you have to keep on for a significant period of time. And that's also found in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simon Chafhei. <coughs> we are taught in Simon Chafhei how long must the Tefillin uh, be on you. 
read from the expression of the Shulchan Aruch. In Simen Chafei Sif Yud Gimel, Nagu Ha'olam Shlolachos Atfilin, Ar Acha Kedushas of Olatzia. It all fits in nicely. You can't leave before Olatzia. You can't take off your tefillin before Olatzia. Fits in very well. However, the Mishnah Brewer says, well, a person should really leave on his tefillin if at all possible till after davening is over. After davening is over completely. Kadesh Tzkabel for sure. Even the, a, a subsequent Kadesh Yosem. It's a preferred to leave the tefillin on and of course this means to stay in shul until davening is over. Remember my father, Zichron Levracha, would always stay in shul until davening was completely over. Didn't take off his tefillin, was completely over. He never understood. Where are people running? Where's everybody going? Why, 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 where's everyone, where are you running? The shul's not over yet. He was very much upset that people would, you know, once in a while, anything can happen. But on a regular basis, he felt strongly, as you see in Mishnevura, a person should stay until davening is over. Not only that, davening is over already. Do you run out full speed? Full, full speed? Out, out, out? So the Shulchan Aruch has what to say about that as well. In Simen Sadi Aleph, the Shulchan Aruch tells us, a person davens, now the davening is, is over. Excuse me. Simen Sadi Gimel, Sif Aleph. What's he supposed to do when davening is over? Shulchan Aruch writes, a person should be shoa shoachas acharat filo, shalote nires olav kemasui shemimai olotes mimena. Shouldn't appear that the davening is a, is a burden that you're running away from. When davening is over, there's no rush to run out. You can stay a little bit. It's okay. Okay, fine. Of course, it's referring to a case. We don't have to run out to catch a train to get to work. As we said before, if he's allowed to skip davening completely once in a while because he has to get to work, how much more so is he allowed to leave davening, you know, as soon as it's over, or even a little bit earlier after Kedusha de Sidra, if he's, it's necessary for him to get to work. I want to quote a very important source. I think it's, an, it's a critical source, not such a well-known source. Again, it's only about crawling you can leave early. You should try to find a minion which enables you to begin and try to come on time and end and, and stay till the very end and still be able to go to work even if it means, that, means getting up a little bit earlier. That's your responsibility. Okay. Now, what happens if people are in a rush? So the rabbis are in the pressure. In a rush, in a rush, in a rush. So you have two choices. You can dive in slowly, people have to leave, or you can dive in quickly and finish on time. There's a fascinating letter by the Alta Lubavitcher Rebbe, they call the Igris HaKodesh, which is printed in the back of the Sefer Atanya. He says, who should be the Shliach Tzibur? Someone who's not running anywhere. Someone who's busy learning all the time, who's not running to his business. Such an individual should be appointed as a Shliach Tzibur to make sure that davening takes the proper amount of time. Now I'll let you guess how much time does the Alta Lubavitcher have a budget for davening chakras every day. I'll tell it to you. Shabachetzi. It's printed. It goes in the That's what it says. 
Now, we're not on that madrig. Let's, let's be real. We're not on that madrig. Okay. But, we have to daven and say every word. That yes. As a matter of fact, there's a pressure to, you know, to start the Chazoras Hashats very quickly. But that's a mistake. We start Chazoras Hashats. We have to wait. Shulchan Aruch writes, in Simon Kuf Chof Dalid, Sif Gimel, if those who are Marichin with Philosophy, you shouldn't wait for them. Even if they were Chashuvei Ha'ir, don't wait. So who do you wait for? Achshav Nogu to wait for the Abed, for the Rav. Why? I'm giving you a quotation of Mr. Brewer. Fisharov Anoshim Ispala Bimurutsa. People dive in too quickly, they're running. A person davens every single word. Therefore, we have to wait for the person who davens word for word if there is no Rav in Shul. Now, the Rav himself shouldn't daven too long either. Rabbi Akiva, when he was by himself, he, he started in one corner, ended in the other corner from so many Kriyas and Ishtachavayas. When he davened the tzibur, presumably, he shortened his own davening so that the tzibur wouldn't have to wait too long. If the Rav can't shorten his davening, he tells him in advance, don't wait for me. Every situation is different. But we have to have covered a Rav and wait for the Rav unless he says otherwise. Now, then the question becomes, well, how long does it take to daven properly, mila b'mila? It's very difficult to put a, to look back at the classical sources. They don't tell you time. It is relevant, by the way. In the Shulchanach, Shochei Alimbras Kula has certain halachic ramifications. Well, how long does it take? The only source I could find is in the Rambam. According to the proper text, there are two others, but the proper text in the Rambam, in the first paragraph of Krishna, tells us that the say Krishna Birchosel takes Isur Shah. Six minutes. The Rambam was not davening Yeshiva Shadavani. Davening with Balabata. Six minutes from the time you say Yotzer Or to the time you say Gal Yisrael. That's, you know, that's a regular davening. A regular davening. Not a very elongated davening. But not one of those express davenings either. And I asked my Talmudim to count the words. I mean, when I was computers, you can do it. Count the words and from Birchah's Kirishma, and count the words from Shmon Esra. What did it know? Almost identical. Ooh. Which means that a person having Shmon Esra for six minutes, he's dominating Mila Bamila. Most Balabatha Shashuls, yeah, you're lucky to get three minutes. Four, perhaps. So, I'm not here to criticize anybody, but if the Shul is waiting six minutes, and I think the rabbi is taking too many minutes, too many minutes, we have to wait two minutes for the rabbi. The rabbi is doing the right thing. Just based upon the, on the, on the rabbi, according to my calculation. Again, people have different cheshbonim, I'm not taking an hour and a half of the rabbi to rabbi. But uh, a little time, you know, I think it's the rabbi's responsibility to slow things down a little bit, at least where he has some sway. Stay away from Fakrish, by the way, from Shmon Esri. So these are the people who have fell behind before can catch up. It's important, I believe, to recognize the tzibur that you're davening with. Sukkah de Zimur. How long does it take you? 
How long does it take to tzibur? It says in the Mishnah Brewer, actually earlier, that a person should say the, every word of the Pesukah de Zimra like he's counting money. The word is that Rabbi Chaim Briska is having a very quick Pesukah de Zimra. They said, Rabbi, what's this? He says, I count money very quickly. That's the word they, what they say. And there are many different styles. I wanted to, the bells of Chassidim down very quickly. They said they should, just, should get into their, into their heads. Other than very slowly. But you see, until you start Yosirar, it's really at your own pace. Technically speaking, the Rambam writes, Tzvila Satsiba starts with Kaddish and Baruchu. Before that, if you daven more slowly than the Tzvila, it's come early. Rabbi, people tell me, you daven too quickly. This is come early. After Yosirar, I'll try to take some Achrayas and slow down a little. I can't slow down. Sometimes they go so fast, I can't get cash in. Even to the Kodesh Kodesh, I, I, I fall behind. But then I get it back at Krishna. It doesn't pay. It doesn't pay for them to, 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 to lag behind. So I have at least a little bit of control. Before that, I don't even try. I, mean, I, I, try, to, I try to start ahead if I can. And sometimes there's a ball of Okay. Some people may dive in more quickly. They don't like when they when the dive. They take, take so long to consume December. I don't want to say come late. That that would that would be wrong. So come come on time. Say some tilim of your own, and then say sukkah You know, give us a head start. So either way, when I was a youngster growing up with my father's shtibul, they went so fast in the shtibul that it was it was it was a joke. Uh, the person would say, you know, you know the shtibul. The the, the the person said that really I had I had no time. I couldn't daven, but it takes me too long. I had to come to shul to daven the shtibul, but it go much faster. I would come every day to shul with my father, and I would go ahead. So when they started Yosirar, I started Ava Rabba. Day in and day out. We came from Marif. Luckily, we can skip Baruch Hashem Leolam when we have to. That's how I daven with Zibur and my father still growing up. And there were Uray and Mishleim and the wonderful people, but they daven more quickly than I could. Couldn't daven so fast. Maybe I got used to davening fast because I became a rub in a shul. But those days I was still Yeshiva Bacham. So you have to know, and you have to gauge it. You have to be a little bit Chacham Eina Barosho for this. It's very important. Okay. In, in any event, a person should try to come to shul on time. And stay till the very end. And if he has to come late, it should only be once in a while by Kroy. has to be really only once in a while by Kroy. And if he has to miss Davin completely, again, only by Kroy, not on a regular basis. Now we come to our final topic for this evening. Okay, so we have a little time. It was the title, I think. Let's see. I think texting, talking, texting, and emailing in Shul. Okay, let's first talk about talking. Yes, it's still, it's still the most important, notwithstanding the others. Talking has a long history, as opposed to texting and email. Talking in shul is an old problem. It's quoted on Allah and the Shulchan Aruch in a number of places. One of them is in Hilchus Beis HaKnesses. Simin Kuf Nun Aleph. Shulchan Aruch is very, very strong in his warning not to talk in shul. <clears throat> and Simon Kuf Nun Aleph Sif Aleph <coughs> In Shul a person may not involve in Schok 
Kalas Rosh, Hitul, or Sicha Betela. That means, not, not during Dabbing, at any time. The shul is not a place for joking around and for idle chatter. Quoted the Shulchan it's, it's simply prohibited. The Mishnah has a very powerful Sifkot and base. Even Sicha Schulin for Parnasa, which you may talk about right outside in the lobby, you shouldn't talk about it in the shul. Certainly, Sicha Betel Lagami, idle chatter. And he quotes that you certainly shouldn't say Lashon Hara. There's a Chavetz Chaim putting again a plug against Lashon Hara and Rechilus and Machlokes and Kitotos fighting in Shul. Aside from being a terrible Avera, it's a worse Avera in Shul. You're Mizalzel Bechvod Ashchina. You're Chodei Bepalpin Shalmelech. You're sitting in the king's palace. What happens sometimes? Once you start fighting, it starts with a few people. Sometimes a whole shul gets involved in a fight. The entire shul is Kemedura Gedola. Sometimes it even comes to Charev Rafos Vigidufin Valbonas Panabarab. People embarrass each other publicly. It's a terrible, terrible thing. A terrible thing. It can even come to blows. Some of us may have experiences in our youth where people literally came to blows in shul. And even Malshinus, because of a fight in the shul, somebody calls the authorities. It happened in this, in this state a number of years ago in a particular community. And the Godel Chil Shem Shemayim Ben Arumos, even the, 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 the nations say, this is that Jews conduct themselves in shul? It's terrible. Who started it? The first person who started saying bad things. Therefore, don't discuss Dvarim Betelim and Shul. It's only for Torah and Tefillah. It's all Mishnah Brew here. Kufnun Aleph, Sivkaton, Beis. Very, very important. Now, this is just being in Shul. Shasat Tefillah? During Davening? Forget about it. Davening? There are certain parts of the Davening when is an absolute prohibition? Kriyas HaTorah. Dinah Gabar. Chazor HaShat. Whoa. Chazor HaShat. The Shulchan Aruch writes over here. Yesh Lishtok. First you require to read Chazor HaShat. And if not, a person who speaks Sichos Chul and Chazor HaShat, Chote, calling with an interesting name, V'Godol Avono Minasol, his sin is too, too great to bear, V'Goharimba, you have to scold him. And the Mr. Bruce is over here, such an individual, should be scolded. And we have to appoint individuals to see to it. People are quiet in shul. It's a shame that we have to appoint them to have ushers, we call them today, to go around and to stop the services they call it in this country. It's terrible. Interestingly, if you're not afraid of, 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 of Olam Haba, the Mishnah tells you he's seen. Ra'inu kamei batek neisios necher will be shulav on zeh. Shuls are destroyed. That's what he means by destroyed. As the shul falls down, the neighborhood changes, and we see too many shuls in our churches. Rechman al Islam. Is that what it means? And you lose your real estate value. It's all like that. It's just simply a matter of enlightened self-interest. You should be quiet in the shul. You don't want the shul to go down. You don't want the neighborhood to go down. This is what the Mishnah is telling us over here in Sifkaton Chav Zayin. And 
Aside from Kriyas HaTorah, Chadoras HaShatz, if you're simply not permitted to talk, Pesuka Dezirma, Birchos Kriyashma, absolute prohibitions. And the rest of the davening should also be so careful not to be talking during any part of davening. Chadoras HaShatz writes to Mishnah Berurah, should look in the sitter and focus in the sitter. What about children in Shul? Children. So Shulchan Aruch writes, Teach your son to answer Amen. If they're too small, they're running around, better leave them at home. They, they disturb the father, they disturb the entire tzibur, etc. The way to teach your children how to daven is by example, not by lecture. If a child comes to shul and sees a parent daven with kavana, he'll learn a daven with kavana. If he sees his father daven without kavana, he thinks that daven means without kavana. As simple as all that. You can't lecture, you have to show by example. That's the only way. The only way that works. Okay. This is talking. What about texting? So, it seems to me that when we're not, not during davening, and a person is in shul, he's not supposed to be speaking at all, b'shas atchak, I think it's okay to text, because it's, it's, a, it's a quiet activity. But ideally, if he has time, he should walk out of the shul and text there, and then come back. I'm talking now, not during the davening. Shas During davening? Texting, emailing during davening? Scandalous. It's terrible. I've seen it in my own eyes. It's t- I got complaints with Balabatin. They're sitting there davening. People are texting and emailing. It's terrible. It's, it, it, it's really very, very terrible. It's a terrible thing. Before we get to that, even holding a cell phone in your pocket during davening, I believe, is prohibited. If it may ring, it's certainly prohibited. Even if it's on vibrate, good time to turn it off, we'll get there, right? <laughs> if it's on vibrate, it seems it's also a problem. I'll tell you why. This is what the post can say. Shulchanach writes in Simon Sadi Vav, Shumispalel, Lo Yechaz Biyado, should hold anything in your hand, whether it be a full plate, whether it be money, whether it be a loaf of bread, they should leave all Aleim Shlo Yiplu, the Torah Vitispalel Kavanosa. It's going to stare you, you're going to be distracted because you're afraid of something or other. The post can say, how much more so a person has something in his pocket? and he's receiving messages, things of this nature, it distracts him. Even if he gets to the davening, no one, no one, nobody, Nebuch, half an hour went by, nobody cared about him. Nebuch, that itself disturbs him, huh? No one cares about me? Oh, does the Rabbanishim care about you? That half an hour, you're only by the Rabbanishim. Turn it off. Turn it off before you walk in. It's, it's unfortunately becoming, we have an expert, addictive. People can't turn it off. Just turn it off. I tried in my shul to have the cell phone outside. Now some shuls out of town have it, they have a, a cell phone parking lot. And they just leave all the cell phones outside the shul before they walk in. I would try to do it. People are afraid. They're going to take it. Self-distraction. Turn it off. Not on vibrate. Off. 
O-F-F. Off. I believe that every single one of those gizmos, I think, has an off button. Am I correct? I'm pretty sure. No matter how sophisticated, it's still an off button. Turn it off. Finished. I, I had to, because I was on a plane last week, and I said, whatever has an on-off button, turn it off. So you have to turn off your cell phones. That means they have to all have on-off buttons. Whatever they are, just turn it off. Off. If you have it on, and it makes noise, it rings, it's so distracting. Now I'll tell you, even if it just vibrates, it's distracting. A, it's distracting to the person whose pocket it is who feels it vibrate. And B, I'm telling you from my own personal experience, I hear it vibrate in my neighbor's pocket. My ears are not so good. The average person. Why must I be disturbed when your email is vibrating? I don't know what it is. Your cell phone, whatever it is, is vibrating in your pocket. It's not right. It's absolutely not right. Not only that, some guy in my shul, I'm sure I, I can't, he has something in his pocket, I don't know what it is, all of a sudden, ping! Ping! They told him he's getting some kind of a message or something like that. Doesn't he realize that that's the whole shul here, the ding? They must be able to turn that off too. Turn it off! Now there may be doctors on call in medical emergencies a different story. They have, they have, some of them have ways of doing it in a perfectly solid manner. I'm not discussing medical emergencies. But for the average individual, just turn it off. I think it's mutter. She forgot to turn it off, to turn it off in the middle of the diamond. At least down to vibrate. It shouldn't make noise. And if you can, I don't know how these things work, to press it. From the, some of these, when you press that, it itself makes noise. When you're turning it off, it makes noise. That's that's not a good idea. But if you can get it to go off without making noise, or at least get it down to vibrate, I think it's permissible. Otherwise, you just can't, you can't concentrate. This is me, Dina. I want to conclude. Rashi tells us in this coming week's parasha, we already read this part uh, yesterday in Shul, Yaakov Avina prepared himself for three things. The Doron, the Tzvila, or the Melchama. We know how long preparations are for Dorons. People are preparing their Hanukkah gifts now, right? Hanukkah gifts. I hear people talk about it. Hanukkah is not for another 17 days or something like that. People are already preparing their Hanukkah gifts. Melchama. Preparing for war. People prepare for years for a war. But there's three things you prepare. Tefillah is one of them. Prepare yourself for Tefillah. Everything we discussed today, it's too late if you walk into shul. You don't have to think about it in advance. Prepare which menu you're going to go to and how you're going to find a way to dive in the menu despite your professional responsibilities. And how you're going to get there on time and how you're going to be able to stay till the end. And how you're going to turn off your devices before you walk in. How you're not going to talk in shul. The resolution has to be strong before you even walk into the front door. Prepare yourself for diving. It's so important. There should be no less preparing for diving than preparing for a Gifts of preparing for a war. Through this, our preparation, that Kodesh Baruch Hu fulfill His promise not to be Moes, but to be lost and Shalrabim, not to despise the prayer of the community. But, what kind of community? Community that prepares itself, that Davis with Kavanah, that's quiet in Shulan during Davin, and that it says every single word from the beginning to the end. I want to conclude. With the word I heard from my Rebbe, Zechwan of Levracha, based on the same exact phrase that we mentioned at the beginning, 
of Bacharbi of Akashti, but Tzlusa of Usa, as the Targum renders it. We said before the Meshachachma discusses Tfilah B'tzibur being more effective than Tfilah B'yechidus, Bacharbi and Kashti respectively. My Rebbe said a different understanding. When we daven, we daven for two things our own private personal needs and the needs of all of Klal Yisrael. As a matter of fact, in the 12 brachas of Bakosha before the general Shmakolenu, the first six are for our private personal needs, whether it be wisdom, whether it be forgiveness, whether it be good health, whether it be wealth, personal needs. Science, Kabbalah, they're all national, almost eschatological needs. We're praying for Mashiach, basically. The Rebbe said, those are two parts of Tzvilah. Tzkabel Tzloson Uvoson. Tzlus is a cherev. A cherev is a, a very enclosed weapon. You want your needs now, your present personal needs. But Buuson is a long range based upon the post in Yeshayim. Tavayu Bayu. Shomem Amilel, Shomem Amilel. The way to get to the difficult goal of the difficult night is with a more general, overarching Baya. Not Slusa, but Babusa. Praying for the ultimate ghoul of the Mashiach compared to, to, a, to a long-range bow and arrow. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu look down at our tefillahs, which are being done in a proper fashion, and we therefore be blessed and privileged to see that bracha of the Skabot, Tzlosun, of Oson, our tefillahs, and the tefillahs of all Yisrael, Amen, Amen.